Split boarder and doctor of physical therapy, Jason London shares how to be physically ready for the ski season and safely find powder stashes. I'm Jason London. I am a physical therapist here in Bozeman at Excel Physical Therapy. Um, also do some work with the U.S. Ski and Snowboard team and U.S. Paralympic uh, Nordic team. Uh, I got into to splitboarding just because I loved snowboarding and grew up in the Midwest. Basically grew up alpine skiing until about fifth or sixth grade. That's when I kind of just started to snowboard a little bit, which was like back in the 80s when it was pretty new on the scene and a lot of areas wouldn't allow you to, to snowboard. Uh, I kept skiing, ski raced a little bit in, in middle school and then just ended up really liking snowboarding a lot more. Um, so taught snowboarding and skiing in high school and then pretty much went full snowboarding um, after high school. Really into uh, freestyle at that point. Moved out to Montana my freshman year, University of Montana, and really found a love for the mountains and snowboarding there um, in the mountains with hiking for some backcountry lines, but definitely not splitboarding. Then ended up moving back to the Midwest for school, coached slopestyle snowboarding, but you know my interests had shifted a little bit um, in terms of liking to get into a little bit more uh, endurance-based sports with, with cycling, um, et cetera. And so then when we moved here is when I really got into to splitboarding as just as a way to, to merge those two aspects of the sport as well as to, to get fresh lines and um, get away from people in some respects. And so, yeah, mainly splitboarding just to use as a tool to, to get some cardio in. I like the up aspect of it. Um, as well as then, you know, really enjoy the down too, and just to get out in nature. I think it's important that, you know, you know how to use your gear before you, you actually like go out backcountry skiing. So whether it be you bring your splitboard to the resort and you just see how it rides, you know, off the lift, as well as just practicing, um, you know, converting to touring mode back to, to downhill mode is, is really important because um, yeah you don't want to get you don't want to be that that person at the trailhead when like you're there with <laughs> some friends and then like your stuff doesn't work and they're waiting for you or you're trying to figure it out mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> practice putting your skins on practice taking them off <laughs> well that's even harder transition than doing backcountry skiing right because you also got to snap the board together and <laughs> do some other thing. yeah yeah favorite areas to split board. I mean, I really enjoy for convenience. I really enjoy going to Bridger both preseason and postseason after the lifts have stopped spinning. Um, there's just such great train that there that's easy to, to access and um, doesn't have much of approach and is, is close. So you can get a bunch of, a bunch of runs in um, and still feel like you're, you're out in the wilderness. Um, I also really like uh, Beehive and uh, Mount Ellis as, as place, places that are are close to town. Yeah. And so so why why splitboarding? Is it really about finding those powder stashes and making the most out of it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, because <laughs> I, I Nordic ski too. So I mean, but you know, 
going down on Nordic skis is not nearly as fun as going down on a snowboard. Um, and you're usually going down on corduroy, which, <laughs> but yeah, so it's definitely, you know, finding, finding untouched snow, finding, um, you know, new, in some ways like new, new terrain features or new lines, um, kind of, I guess a little bit of the adventure of it. Um, be able to go with my dog and, and, you know, just a couple friends and not have big crowds of people around, which I guess, especially today is very relevant. Um, and yeah, finding fresh snow for sure. So during, during the season, when you're heading up on, on the ridge at Bridger specifically, uh, what sort of things do people need to do to get ready? Say if you haven't been up there before, or what, what sort of kind of preparation you need to do to, to be up in that terrain? Well, I think first and foremost is um, the most important thing is more of learning about avalanche terrain, learning about um, how to ski or snowboard in avalanche terrain with other people and, and being really cognizant that, you know, there likely will be people below you as well as above you. So, um, you know, they do a really good job with avalanche mitigation at Bridger, but it's mitigation. It's not, you know, prevention. And so you definitely will be able to kick at least some slough off and stuff when you're, when you're coming off the ridge. And so I think that's the most important thing is just, you know, whether it's taking an avalanche, you know, awareness course or going through, you know, the, the full level one. Um, I think that's, that's really important for that, for just your safety and the safety of others around you. Um, and, you know, I've definitely, my first years here at the Ridge, I definitely, you know, or at Bridger having a, at the Ridge, like there are many times where I got cliffed out and had to hike out and, you know, that's scary and <laughs> it kind of sucks. Um, and so just really learning how to read terrain, I think is important too. From a physical aspect, uh, there's definitely, it's going to be a lot more enjoyable if you're, you're in shape and you've put the time in for developing your capacity for going uphill um, as well as then, you know, definitely on the down too. And so from that aspect, you know, I like to trail run in the summer uh, as well as mountain bike, but I think trail running is probably a little bit more specific to, to hiking the ridge. And so doing cardio-based sports like that where you do have to, to get some vertical in um, is going to be a really good way to prepare. Uh, if you're specifically training, I think looking at similar to running where you might have a plan where you're, you're doing mileage based increases week to week, um, training for, for touring or, or I guess hiking the Ridge would be having elevation gain or vertical gain increases week to week as you're, as you're kind of going into the season and, um, typically wanting to do that a minimum two months prior to when you think you'll be, be hiking the ridge. Um, and then from the, the aspect of <clears throat> both alpine skiing, uh, backcountry skiing, and, and snowboarding, the majority of injuries that occur uh, during those, those sports with uh, thinking backcountry specifically is on the way down. So it's very similar to if you're, you know, riding the lifts, um, you're, the risk of injury is highest when you're descending. And so whether you're, you know, alpine skiing, tele skiing, or snowboarding, 
that's when your injury risk is the highest. Um, and they're going to be traumatic injuries. And so for that, you know, the, from a physical aspect, the stronger you are, the better, the more resilient you are. So less likely to um, get injured if you fall. And so getting strong. So, you know, getting in the gym uh, doesn't have to be a lot, you know, two to three days a week in, in lifting, uh, particularly trying to strengthen the muscles around the knees because that's the most injured spot, most often injured spot. So doing squats with weight, um, doing uh, deadlifts with weight is, is extremely important. So your hamstrings, eccentric hamstring strength is really important to, to help prevent the knee from kind of moving forward. So it takes stress off of the ACL. And when you're talking about, you know, knee injuries and skiing and snowboarding, that's unfortunately one of the more, more common injuries and that usually can be a season ending injury. So, um, not just squats, but deadlifts. And then um, also just kind of working on core core strength too. So, you know, really simple would be planks um, and some kind of abdominal like pike holds would be a good way to incorporate that too. Um, and then on the other aspect, uh, for, for traumatic injuries or really any injuries in, in performance is the real, it's, you know, we're finding more and more of the importance that, you know, hey, hydration is really important. If you're dehydrated, uh, you're not going to be thinking as clearly. Your coordination isn't going to be as good. You're going to be less likely to regulate temperature. So um, it's not going to be enjoyable out there if if you're dehydrated because you'll get colder faster. You'll you'll overheat faster, um, and then <clears throat> you you have a a higher uh, risk of making a poor decision. Uh, and then same thing is with with sleep. I mean, all of the research you know, in the past five years on sleep is, is amazing on how, you know, how important that really is. So, um, you know, not only from just a recovery aspect from doing, you know, athletic pursuits, but also just from a health aspect. So for, for sleep, it's really important that you have a consistent bedtime, wake time, um, you know, not only kind of during the work week, but also on the weekend. Um, and then, you know, trying to get quality sleep too. So for that, it's avoiding blue screens a couple hours before bed, avoiding meals a couple hours before bed, obviously avoiding caffeine, um, you know, four to six hours before bedtime and then alcohol as well. So during the getting going through the season, what is your progression? Like as you start entering the, entering the, the season, and then kind of what are your goals and expectations as you go along it? Yeah, so, um, you know, probably starting around September is when I'm thinking I want to start my uh, preseason conditioning. And so if I've sloughed off on any um, strength training during the summer, I'll get a lot more consistent with that and start building that up. Um, again, the kind of the main components of that are full depth, squats whether it be goblet squats or back squats or front squats you know whatever is kindest to your your body and doesn't involve back pain or things like that or hip pain um and the the key is is really working your way into full depth squats as there's uh, a lot of research on that on how that's the healthiest squat you can do for your knees both from kind of building 
increased cartilage thickness. So, you know, thinking of maybe kind of preventing or reducing arthritis as well as just strength. Um, and then also, like I said, deadlifts um, are really important. So in September, I'm definitely like making sure that I'm getting in as much as possible uh, or as often as possible, twice, twice a week, maybe sometimes three times a week. Uh, you know, I really do like both mountain biking and trail running, but I'm starting to shift to make sure that I'm getting, um, you know, a couple really good runs with some vertical uh, a couple times a week as well. Um, or at the very least doing some, some hikes with vertical and, and working on that. Uh, I do think, you know, you can be more specific with doing, uh, Nordic ski, you know, or pole walking, um, bounding intervals, uh, you know, taking that more from the Nordic world, but that translates very, very well into, you know, what you need for touring. And so maybe thinking about incorporating a little bit of that. Um, and then <clears throat> with uh, the strength training as part of my warm up before doing those lifts, uh, I think about doing, you know, dynamic movements that are going to be similar to things that I might encounter with, you know, either skiing or snowboarding. So, um, you know, doing some, some squats on a BOSU where it's an unstable surface and thinking about, you know, when I'm in a, in a squat position, if I'm thinking about skiing, I'm going to do kind of some side to side weight shifts, you know, kind of mimicking edge transfer, uh, snowboarding. I'm going to do the same thing, but with a little bit of, uh, more heel toe. Um, and then with snowboarding, I incorporate uh, somersaults because when you fall, it's the best way to, to get out. Um, and, and things of that nature. You practice doing somersaults. Huh? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck your head, right? Tuck, yeah, tuck and roll out of it. <laughs> I'm just visualizing that. That's awesome. You don't see like people over 40 doing somersaults very often, but yeah. the kind of dexterity and, you know, being able to keep that um, sort of sense, sense, I think is very important, right? That can absolutely kinesthetic awareness. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, how you go out scoping terrain? Like if you're trying to find a, you know, a powder stash somewhere, um, either in the backcountry or in the ridge, um, do you, you probably start off on on a you know a skin track somewhere, and then how do you separate between where you're going to go that's somewhere safe, uh, where it's not going to be overcrowded, or you know so you're going to have some space but not so much where you're going to you know go to the other end and, and cliff out and find some really dangerous terrain. How do you navigate that? Yeah, um, so a lot of that is you know if it's if it's backcountry. Um, you know, I'll, I'll look at Google maps prior to going and, and kind of think at, look at areas that, that might have some potential. Um, and then once you're, you're there, you know, in the backcountry, I'm, I'm really conservative typically in my decision-making. Um, you know, I think the, the main goal is to always, you know, come back safe. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to select, uh, much terrain, you know, unless the conditions really allow uh, much terrain over 30 degrees mm -hmm. or 35 degrees. Um, and so when, and, and also in the back of the track, I'm trying to really look for things where from the skin track or from whatever vantage point you're at, where you're looking at a line and it looks like you have clear sight lines the whole way down the line with some safety zones where there's going to be good anchors 
um, whether it be just a feature of the terrain where you can get off of that slope and onto a little bit of a high point mm -hmm. or a good anchor of kind of rocks and, and trees is, is the main thing. Um, on the ridge, you know, it's definitely a little more tricky because a lot of things that I do like to, to go down don't have great sight lines. And so it's, you know, I think the biggest thing is just getting as much knowledge ahead of time as, as possible. So picking, um, picking, you know, people who've been there for a long time, uh, brains on, you know, what, what are good runs, you know, in, in ideally going with someone who can show you, you know, the way is, is the best way. And so talking to patrol, talking to friends, um, if not kind of really trying to scope from the different angles, um, to see if something goes, goes through all the way. Uh, I've learned the hard way not to always just follow tracks because <laughs> that's where I've had to, you know, it's either have to, to send the cliff, um, or, you know, hike out, which I usually tend to hike out. Um, but it's, yeah, trying to look at things from different aspects and, um, let's say it's like, you know, postseason, and you're not riding the lifts doing that, you know, on your ascent up, you're kind of looking at what your objective is. And then maybe even taking, you know, I think it's wise to take the time to, even though it's going to take you off route, maybe to get there the fastest way to go and look and see and look at something from another angle before going up to, to like a bigger line for sure. If, if there's not clear sight lines all the way down. I'm super excited for the book. Uh, I obviously, I really love, I mean, the whole reason we moved here, or the majority of the reason we moved here was, was for winter um, and for, you know, definitely the skiing and, and snowboarding um, in all aspects with Nordic, uh, downhill, and, and backcountry. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I did admit yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. real reason I moved the family here was so I could ski more. <laughs> yeah. Visit ExcelPTMT.com for ski-specific physical therapy and come back to TheLastBestSki.com for more interviews and the scoop on skiing in Southwest Montana. Until next time, happy trails!